We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Laura Nikolai Asun. Did I say that correctly? That's correct. Okay, thanks. Awesome. Um, Well, let me introduce you now formally. (laughs) Laura has over 10 years of experience on the life coaching and career coaching side in the university setting and through her own business, and most recently at a startup and in the outplacement industry. Her alma maters, respectively, for the bachelor's and master's are at the University of Nebraska and Concordia University, Wisconsin. In her spare time, she loves listening to podcasts, exercising, spending time with animals, reading, traveling, real estate, investing, meeting new people, and giving back to her community. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lori. Excited to be here. I am excited for this conversation. I know you're going to have some fantastic value to share with our listeners. Um, That being said, let's start with this very simple, but I'm guessing very deep question. What is one rule of thumb that you live by? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Uh, You know the phrase, don't treat others treat others the way you want to be treated. But I actually rephrase that to say, treat others the way they want to be treated. So the way I kind of um, phrase that is really listen to who you're speaking with, understand what their needs and aspirations are, and treat them the way they want to be treated. As long as it's a way that you feel authentic for yourself and that it's okay with you, and the rule of thumb can easily be applied to networking as well. I love that. And I think that there's going to be a lot of conversation around that topic, I imagine, um, as we dive into the topic of networking a little bit further. That being said, can you share with our listeners um, one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Yeah. So in 2017, I attended an event for professional leaders in the United Way volunteer community. I was a guest. I wasn't a participant at that point at the emergency emerging leaders program. And that's for leaders who are in their 20s to 40s who are giving monetarily and through volunteering through the United Way. I went by myself to this event and I stayed and luckily met a great lady named Jariah Ebling. So at that time, I met Jariah. She was the major gifts officers for women's engagement. After the event, we connected for coffee. She told me about all the amazing opportunities open at United Way. I didn't pursue anything until late in 2019, but at that, that time, because I had heard about this through her, I decided to apply and be a part of Project Lead Training. So that's really a training that allows participants from diverse backgrounds in the Milwaukee area to learn about the intricacies of becoming a nonprofit board member. It was seven weeks long, and during the graduation event, I went up to try it and saw her and thanked her for that. And currently, I'm looking for the next board to serve on or my next volunteer opportunity, as well as investigating Women United. So that's where women in Milwaukee and Waukesha provide their talent, time, and finances to give back to the local community. So without that introduction, I would not have had 
all these opportunities I just described. So that was an amazing uh, networking piece for me. That sounds awesome. And I love how you threw a little ask out there too, that you're looking for kind of the the next um, area for you to get involved in. That's fantastic. Um, You know, it's important to continue to connect with your network, regardless of the size, small or large. How do you stay in front of or best nurture the relationships that you've created? Yeah, yeah, great question. So whenever I find out about an event, if I see an article or information about business trends, I really think about who in my network may this benefit. And then I reach out to those people and I share the information I have. And I also like to keep a spreadsheet of all my networking connections and recording when I met them, where and how, and reaching out you know, after an initial connection to either have a meeting via Zoom or, you know, in person. And a good rule of thumb I use is to reach out to my network connections every four months or so. So just kind of making note when I last met with them and when I'm going to meet with them moving forward. And my goal is just to always offer my support expertise or connections to other people. And I feel strongly that when someone changes their mindset and thinks about how they can give back rather than what they can receive from a connection, that this is really when connections flourish and remain long lasting. Yeah. I love that. I think it's great to, to think about how you can give versus what you can get out of it. Um, I think it's smart actually to have uh, like your, your four month little notch of reminders to reach out to individuals. Are you using any specific tools or resources to help you keep track of the last touch you made with someone? Just really using Excel. I feel like that's a great way to follow up. Um, You know, I'm sure there's some other great ways that people know about. (laughs) I'm just using the old fashioned Excel. (laughs) Whatever works, right? As long as it's helping you fulfill the the task and the goal that you're trying to achieve. Um, Laura, what advice would you offer to business professionals that are looking to grow their network? So, you know, what I've really found is finding some networking professional associations and volunteering or nonprofit groups that are of interest to you. So the way I would recommend someone starting is picking out three to five associations of interest and attending an event for each of those organizations. And then attendees can get a real feel for, is this a group that I would love to be a part of? And as someone continues to attend meetings, they figure out, okay, which of these, one of these one to two associations would I want to be a part of? You start attending, becoming part of the community. You really get to know people organically and develop those connections within the group. And then as time goes on, sharing your connections and resources with others and others doing the same with you is just a natural process. So if someone's open to taking on a leadership role as well within the organization, I think that's really when network connections can become even more prevalent. I love that. I agree with that on so many different levels. And I found that's really where my own personal networking kind of flourished was instead of just showing up, I was also getting involved as you were speaking to. And I think um, it just has, it pays way more dividends in the long run when when you're giving, like you talked about earlier. Yeah. And in fact, I can think about how you and I met Lori and it was definitely at some of these association events. Most definitely. There's lots, <laughs> lots of those happening um, around town, but it's all migrated to the online platform right now. Yeah. Um, and they're still happening, which is, is fun to see the shift that's, that's, you know, happened so quickly and somewhat forced upon us. Um, but networking is probably even more important now 
than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in some cases I've talked with people who actually prefer and are really getting excited about meeting via Zoom and they feel like they're connecting more with people than they did before. I've noticed an increase in willingness to connect. And I think it's because we don't have to drive to the coffee shop or, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is and, or negotiate a halfway meeting point. I mean, there's, it, it's less of a time investment to plan that one-on-one right now. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about digital networking versus traditional networking. Which one do you ultimately find more value in? So, you know, I thought about this and I really think digital and traditional networking work in tandem. So if I meet someone in person at an event, I follow up with them with a personal message on LinkedIn and with a potential time to get to know them further. And in the case of social distancing now, you know, that's definitely gone to Zoom or other platforms. And I'm a part of an all-women real estate mastermind where we learn and build and understand a wide variety of different types of real estate investing. So in this case, I met the original mastermind creator and founder Monique Holm at the Real Estate Investor Goddesses. That's the name of her company. That conference was in LA. But once I began the mastermind, I was meeting with all my mastermind comrades via Zoom since we all live in different areas. So it's been really great to be a part of the community where we are because we're investing together, we're learning together, we're growing together. We have accountability groups and we're sharing connections. And I've also met quite a few individuals through cold or warm connection requests on LinkedIn um, and email requests for conversations. So just recently, I reached out to somebody via LinkedIn. I liked his coaching profile. And I know as a coach myself that I always need to continue and hone my skills and obtain obtain classes, do new things and keep keep moving forward. So I had a conversation with him. And from that conversation over the course of a couple of weeks, I determined my next coaching program that I'm going to be a part of as a participant. And I'm starting that next week. And then the person I was speaking with um, was going to be actually facilitating some coaching programs for his own business. And I emailed or I sent a Slack message to some of my fellow coaches at uh, one of the places I work at. And from that, seven of those people signed up for his program. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's just one of those great things where it's always thinking about, okay, I'm reaching out to somebody, but how in the end can I support them? Yeah, and what I am somewhat fascinated with is how many different channels you addressed in that in in that story. Um, I mean, there's the in person, there's you know Slack and LinkedIn, and uh, I love the diversity of the tools and resources that you're using to. Um, find new connections, but also maintain the relationships that you have. Yes, you're right. (laughs) There is a lot of diversity in connecting. (laughs) But at the same time, I mean, I'm a big fan and believer of don't put all your eggs in one basket. So you need that diversity in the platforms um, and how you're communicating with someone and touching base with someone. Uh You're right. All right, Laura, if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? So I would really tell myself to consider the different potential career paths that I'm interested in and to find at least three to five people who are doing each of these paths and then having some conversations with these people and getting to know them. And I would tell myself to ask these questions. What drew you into this profession and what do you love about it? What are the challenges involved in what you do? 
And what would you do differently if you were to enter this profession again? And who else do you know that I can talk to? I found that that's really one of the most important questions to ask when speaking with anyone, because usually people will consider and think of at least one or two other people you can speak with. And then your one connection is just rolling into three to five connections. And another question I would ask these people is, what is the one way that I can help you now or in the future? And I would also share that the initial conversation is not the only is not the important piece of learning. You know, it's not the most important piece always. It's figuring out how to stay in touch and keep in touch with these contacts and building relationships moving forward um, that are long lasting. No, I think that's great. I love those questions that you, that you shared. I think it's, they're all very powerful. And like you said, um, forces the person that's being asked them to reflect a little bit, but, um, and like you said, the connections, that's what it's all about. You just have to ask, right? Who else can I talk to? I think is an amazing question to ask. And it's just taking that step and asking it. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I would add to that, that sometimes that question is the right question and sometimes it's really specifying. So if there's a certain type of person you're looking to speak to or a certain you know, I want to speak with some IT professionals that do this, then asking if they know people or maybe it's somebody at a specific company you want to talk to. But sometimes it's just that general question. Do you know of anyone else I could speak with? Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you can do it within the sixth degree? (laughs) I I think this is one of the best questions you have, um, you know, that you've shared. And I, I thought it was a great uh, opportunity for me to think about this as well. So as I said, I'm involved in real estate investing now. And one person I'd love to connect with is Warren Buffett. And I think it's definitely doable because first I'm from Omaha and Warren Warren and I are both alumni of the University of Nebraska. And in addition, uh, my mom went to high school with his current wife. So even though my mom and Astrid were acquaintances and not friends, my mom did drive me by his house at one point. My plan would simply to be put a written note in his mailbox and share with him my love for investing for the city of Omaha and for Nebraska and ask him through letter if he'd be open to a conversation. And Another piece I'll share is, you know, I work with a lot of clients and students in reference to changing or creating their careers, and I regularly touch base with them on the power of alumni connections because I consider that to be a warm connection, even though I don't know that, because who doesn't want to talk with someone who attended the same school you did? So I always suggest this research and and show it, but if you go to your school's webpage on LinkedIn, you can find where alumni are working and living, and you can even search for specific companies and see where alumni, you know, which alumni are working at these companies that you have an interest in or seeking specific types of contacts. And that's a great way to reach out to people. Yeah, that, that's fantastic tips um, for connecting. I'm definitely a fan of leveraging LinkedIn. Yeah, to, thank you. To further the the connecting power there. Um, yeah. And as far as uh, connecting with Warren Buffett, it sounds like you, you do have a, a first degree <laughs> opportunity there. So um, right. please report back when, when you have the conversation and let us know how it goes. 
Yeah, I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, as entrepreneurs, we never want to stop learning. And I'm always intrigued to hear what my guests are listening to on podcasts or reading books. Um, you know, what are you doing for your own self-improvement? So the most recent book I just picked up is The 1% Rule by Tommy Baker. It's really how to reach success like the top 1% do. And he actually uh, narrates his own book on Audible. So that's been a great book. Another one I really like as well is called Meet 100 People by Pat Headley. Um, And it's an amazing book. It is definitely most of the examples in there are college students who are meeting people. um, But it applies to all of us. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll have to check out both of those books. I have not heard of either of them. Here's an opportunity for you to interview me. What is something you'd like to ask me? I would love to ask you why you're so passionate about what you do at Keystone Click and how you decided to start your business. Uh, I'm, I love the marketing in general. I'm just fascinated with messaging and how it impacts our lives on so many different levels. Um, I grew up in the manufacturing space. My father was in manufacturing, so I was always visiting, you know, his shops. (laughs) So that's why we really focused on manufacturing because I love it kind of reminds me of that show, how it's made, you know, you get to see the inner workings of how things become what they are today. And I think a lot of people forget about, you know, the details on how something, how this computer got in front of you, you know, there's so many moving parts to get that done. And as marketers, we're able to help tell that story. And that's something that I'm very passionate about. I decided to start my business. Um, because I was in the position of doing what I was doing for somebody else and decided I wanted to do it for myself, you know, working long hours and strategizing and executing. And someone else was um, reaping all the rewards <laughs> for, my, for my hard efforts. Um, but now it's harder work to do, uh, you know, running your own business. Um, but I love it. You know, there's definitely days where I ask, what am I doing? And should I just go work for somebody else? Um, the answer is no, because I am extremely passionate about doing it uh, my way and building the relationships I've built and um, continuing to learn and educate others as much as I possibly can. Yeah. And you get to employ other people too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. It is. I really enjoy the mentoring educational component of what I do. Great. Well, I have another question for you, Lori, if you're open to it. Sure. What is one of the most powerful networking stories that you've encountered yourself? Oh, that's a good one. I like it when someone throws my my questions right back at me. (laughs) (laughs) I I do need to be better prepared for some of those. Um, Let's see. Uh, There's been so many. Um, I think a really... Uh, the one that really got me going actually networking wise is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, I had attended an awards show for the marketing industry. Um, at the time it was the business marketing association and I was fairly young, I would say in my professional career. Um, but I was just fascinated and intrigued by the fact that I was sitting at a table with, you know, other business professionals who I had never met before. And I got to hear their story and learn what they're doing. Um, And 
ultimately I ended up actually generating some business out of the connection, which was not my intention at all. And it just blew me away that there's other people doing what I'm doing (laughs) and that there was an opportunity to, um, that people are doing this regularly. So this was kind of the first time I was introduced to networking on a professional level. And it was, this was early, very early 2000s, probably like 2000, 2001, I would imagine. Um, And it just really opened my eyes to what creating professional relationships is all about. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you. Laura, do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Yeah, actually, I really resonate with this, especially within the last two years of my myself personally. But if you have an opportunity that comes in front of you and that really excites you, but makes you nervous at the same same time, I feel like this is really a signal to move forward to do that thing. And I would just say, use your courage to take part in the opportunity or to meet a new person because you never know who you'll meet or what will transpire. And the more you use your courage, the more doors that will open for, for you and the more, um, we in general will build and grow to be the person we're meant to be. And this is a great quote I'd like to share. It's courage doesn't mean you don't get afraid. It courage means you don't let fear stop you. And that's by Bethany Hamilton. Oh, I love that. Uh, and I love your use of the word courage overall and just the emphasis on using your courage to tackle that, that challenge or that opportunity, however you want to position it. That's great. Laura, if anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Yeah, so definitely I would love uh, to connect people to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I would like to work with one person who's a mid-career professional that is looking for a change. And I want to have a conversation with that person. So the first person who reaches out to me on LinkedIn and mentions this opportunity, I will meet with you to discuss that next professional move. And you can find me on LinkedIn. There's not many of us under this name, so you'll you'll recognize me. It's Laura, L-A-U-R-A. And then my last name is Nicoliason. It's N-I-C-O-L-A-I-S-E-N is a Nick. Fantastic. And we will include all that information in our show notes, including the links to um, the sources that you just referenced. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today, Laura. Thank you, Lori. It was a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Laura for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at Social Capital Podcast. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.